Oh, I need to take it back now. It's mine. Yeah. I tried to delegate and it didn't work. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. A little self-fulfilling prophecy that's there. Hi, I'm Russ. And I'm Danny. And this is the Memory Makers Podcast. The show focused on helping you create amazing customer experiences and make more memories. All right. You know what it's time for? Because instead of a traditional jingle today. <laughs> Memory Makers Podcast. <laughs> That's it. exactly what I need is just walking around with sound effects to make dramatic entrances all the time. <laughs> Walk in and then do that and like throw out some confetti. Be like, Russ is here. Yeah. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs that. It'd be like that Patrick Mahomes episode that's going around where like he's that most valuable bundler and all of a sudden he's got like confetti shooting off and banners dropping just pre-staged anywhere that he's going. Oh, anyway, yeah, I dream. I dream. I wish I had the the self-esteem to actually go through with that. That would be a different dynamic. <laughs> that's a new level of confidence right yeah. there. Some moxie. So, oh man, how's it going good, sir? It's going great. Good, good. Anything fun and exciting going on in your world these days? Well, uh, you know, the we're at the time of recording this, moving into the end of the year, so we're about to hit, you know, Christmas season and holiday season and all that stuff. And I know one of the things that you wanted to talk about before we got into it was one of the things that we did at Creative Works. Yeah, man. As part of this holiday season. Oh, I was just so we did our end of year soup and chili cook off and and holiday party kind of a thing which is always a good time uh but this year kim had decided hey we need to do a service project and so she uh had connected with a local food shelter and um we came up with this idea of doing birthday in a box and so putting together for families that are in need um but things like some party decorations and cake mix and frosting and hats um and some banners and napkins and plates and balloons uh you know putting all of that into a pre-packaged box so that way they've got these available for them and i want to give a special shout out as well to redemption plus we reached out to them and they were very generously contributing some cool toys and things for goodie bags um along with that but it just made me really excited one to to see you know our you know it's a volunteer thing right of hey after the chili cook off anybody that wants to put these together um come on downstairs and we'll do that and having dang near everybody showing up and doing that was was just so great that they wanted to you know offer their time and and contribute to this at a very granular level um it just made me really like proud papa moment and grateful as well for having the mad scientists that we do man they're great yeah it's making me think that maybe in the future we need to do some episodes about creative ways that um FECs and people in our space and industry can give to their communities because there's so many people in our industry that give in so many creative and awesome ways. It'd be cool to highlight some of that. I think that is phenomenal. Mikey Mike stamp that because we doing it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so, I, you know, gratefulness and reflection and planning time of year, you know, just feeling the love and, and appreciate you good, sir. I'll appreciate you too. And I, I'm going to just do a non sequitur into the topic because I don't have any good segue for that. So boom, today's topic transition <laughs> is about delegation. <laughs> yes. And so I felt, and we both felt this was an important topic because 
if you want to grow in your role, if you want to rise up to a new role, if you want you, your business to grow, delegation is a critical step. But it's not always easy. In this episode, we want to talk through some of the things that get in the way of delegation. What causes some of that friction? What is at the root of that? As well as give a, a very simplified and helpful framework to walk you through how to delegate to other people on your team. And so, mm -hmm. Russ, I want to throw it to you because I know you've got a very common belief that comes up from leaders and managers. Yeah, especially in my early days of, of taking on more, you know, leadership and management responsibilities, the the first thing that that was and it, you know, being a little vulnerable here, it was kind of a, a weird egotistical thing of, well, no one's going to they're not going to be able to do it to the level that it needs to be done. And that was something that I've grappled with. I've, I've fortunately graduated to a new set of problems when it comes to delegating. So, and we're getting better with it overall. But the fortunately, the the dynamic has shifted because um, I was able to to really unpack that and deconstruct the spring roll, as it were, of of well, why can't they do it as well as I can, and what am I not doing that then allows them to do it as well as I can, but this nobody can do it as well as I can, or it's not going to be good enough unless I do it is a very common belief, you know, and, and a lot of people go through this and, and sometimes it's seasonal where you can, you can fall back into this, even if you've, you know, graduated from it and into other, um, you know, kind of self-limiting beliefs that may keep you from delegating the way that you want to. Sometimes it's going to be true that, this person isn't going to be as good at this because they don't have as many reps at it as you do. They don't have as much background context or nuance that would inform some of their decisions. But if someone else can do it 80% as good as you, then you shouldn't be doing it, right? And and if if they've got a core skill set and a natural aptitude or an inquisitive mind that's going to help them kind of forge through that process... That needs to be something that starts to get off of your plate because they can refine that and they can close that gap, um, you know, the, the more and more that they do it. And so that's that was a helpful benchmark that really started to, to give me a thing of, well, if, if, if nobody can do it as well as I can, they eventually have to because I am maxed out on my bandwidth. And so it's not going to get done if it's just sitting in my queue and I'm playing hungry, hungry hippos with this thing. And so that's not serving anybody. So you've got to get that, you know, head trash out of my head. So if it's nobody can do it as well as I can, well, then the core problem is how do I get them to be able to do it as well as I can? And so it's, it's this belief that, that, there are people more likely on your team that can do it as a, you know, perfection is the enemy of execution. There are people that can do it good enough, and then you can help coach that up over time and get that stuff in a better circumstance. So just don't let that ego or fear, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it may not even be ego that's driving it, right? It's just that you care so much about it being done to the level that it needs to be done. Um, and so then you're, you're just trying to keep it in your court because you think that it is so important. But you may cause delays in that because you don't have the bandwidth to get to it right away. So the net result still ends up being a lot of whack-a-mole and, and kind of putting out fires when it comes to doing things like that. To that point of you care a lot, I think that leads into this next point is um, sometimes leaders want to control everything. And that sense of control comes from a, a well-intentioned and a well-meaning place, right? Mm -hmm. As a leader, 
you have a responsibility to be a steward of the business, to grow the business. You've got people who depend on you. You have your uh, customers and that depend on you to create a great experience for them. You have your employees that depend on you to uh, have a place for them to be able to work and grow. And because of that pressure that we'll sometimes put on ourselves and the responsibility, the weight of that responsibility, we'll sometimes want to control all the things around us and have a hand in every little bit because we want to make sure it's done right. And I get it because part of when we were kind of planning out this episode, both Russ and I have resonated with all of these different things that we're talking about. We've all Mm. struggled with these in many different ways, and it's a continuous process for us to to learn how to delegate better it's Mm -hmm. it's, we've never arrived and we never will arrive it's about growing and growing and continually working through it but Mm -hmm. because we have that responsibility we want to have a hand in everything and we want to control everything to maintain that outcome but the problem with that is that one for you that's unsustainable and it's exhausting and then on the other side of that for your team it's demoralizing because they'll watch you try to do too much, sometimes buckle under that weight and think to themselves, why won't they just let me help? Why won't they give some of this work to me? They clearly don't believe that I can handle this and it's just demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that leads to them being less engaged in the work. Maybe that leads to them eventually leaving the company. There's a lot of different things that can come from that. And so um, I think it's important to recognize what that sense of control can do. And something else I thought of as you were explaining the last point, Russ, about um, nobody can do it as well as I can. Mm. That, uh, again, something that I've experienced before <laughs> is sometimes we'll be at a point where we'll say, okay, I'm, I'm going to delegate this thing. But mm-hmm. maybe subconsciously or somewhat intentionally, we don't give them all the tools to succeed or we don't explain it well enough and we hand it off to them in a way that we we know it's probably not going to go well Mm. and then it doesn't go well and then we use that as justification for oh i need to take it back now it's mine i tried to delegate and it didn't work yeah oh yeah a little self-fulfilling prophecy that's there and 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 some of that could totally be unintentional and some of it could be hey I've, i've sat on this now i'm being forced to delegate it and i'm throwing this task grenade in somebody else's lap and then like oh yeah it didn't go the way that i thought that it was gonna go like you know or or i knew that it was gonna have some issues with that so yeah that confirmation bias can be a little tricky as well with that for sure that's a great point and i the the other piece that really resonates with me, you know, with that we want to control everything and, and we, we have that sense of burden and disenfranchising your your key players is, you know, a lot of that can stem from this fear and fear and failure. Right. So fear is that root cause of why most people struggle to delegate. Right. It is. is it's not going to be good enough or, um, you know, it's 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 going to it's too important to to let anybody else do it. And if they, what if they don't do it right? What if they mess something up? What I have found, at least in my, you know, struggle with that whole piece is they will learn. They will learn. And so if it's, if it's something, a lot of times it can come down to a proper process as opposed to the person. Um, and, and to your point of not maybe when you do delegate, not giving them what they need in order to do it right. And, 
so they will learn though. I mean, it's, I have seen that consistently over the last four or five years where the more that I am delegating, the better my team is, the more well-rounded their skill sets are. Um, we're, we're seeing things happen. Um, and this is really comes down to that, that whole piece of, you know, it's almost a cliche of, well, I want you as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or as a manager, you want to be working on the business, not in the business. Well, a lot of times that is such a blurred line that you don't have a real strong way to demarcate between, you know, that. And and it's as a business owner of an FEC or something like that, it's like there are times where you are, you don't have an option not to be working in the business, right? You're going to be at the redemption counter. You're going to be doing stuff. You're going to have a Dr. Phil moment with a staff member who's having a tough day, whatever. So it's kind of, I look at that on the business, in the business piece as a nice, you know, kind of thought exercise. But the reality of the situation is, is if we're not putting things in place, like I think it's shifting the balance to more time being spent on working on the business ultimately, you know, translates to less time where you're having to do as much of that. But it's, it's always struck me and I've always taken onus with that phrase of, well, there's never a day where you're not going to be down in the weeds on certain things. Um, just because if somebody's not there and just being a good leader, you're flexing over and helping other people do their pieces. But that is also bandwidth that takes away from your ability to work on the processes that, that go in there. And so that, that's one thing. And, And with everybody being so busy, you also want the, the, problem with delegation that I've graduated into now and that I'm struggling to make sure that I am, you know, that's just head trash that is not necessarily the the reality of the cases. What if I'm overburdening somebody by trying to delegate this as well, you know, based out of a fear of rocking the boat or, hey, I know that this person has a lot of stuff going on outside of the walls of the company. And so me adding one more thing onto their plate, like I'll just do it. And that's one assumptions are dangerous and two can be easily resolved with a conversation about with them of, Hey, I want to do this with you. And, and, you know, I, I, I need some help with this aspect. Sometimes asking your team what things they want to take on is a really amazing exercise to be able to do because you can be really surprised of, oh, this person has an interest in this and we haven't been able to get traction in that for a while because it's been in my hungry, hungry hippos prioritization queue where I've been afraid to let that go. And so now we can at least start to find proper opportunities of, I'm not just giving this to a person, you know, I may not be giving this task to someone who doesn't have an inherent interest. I can actually give it to someone who's gonna be more intrinsically motivated to take it and run with it even that much further. And so the the that is the newest version of delegation struggle that I'm going through is just gosh I, you know they are so busy I don't want to you know add one more thing to their plate because I want them to be able to to you know stay focused on some of these things but there are times where again that creates a bottleneck of me that does not serve you know the end result regardless and so I think you know as I especially over the last year or so have started asking that question of hey this is something that I'm, I'm trying to get done I'm struggling to get it done alone you know what are some of your thoughts on it and and even soliciting feedback initially can be a little bit of a litmus test and, and it, if it's something that's super pressing yes you're going to delegate some tasks and and not necessarily uh, you know uh, have to do go through and and say, well, who would be the best person for this? Like there are certain pieces where it's like, this needs to be you because you are the best person for it as opposed to someone else. But asking folks, 
what opportunities you can give them to take on more responsibility is a huge game changer. Um, and it's really opened my eyes, at least with, hey, this is what makes this person tick a little bit more on my team. And I can be in tune with that and start to get a better spidey sense around it. We all have stories that we tell ourselves and internal dialogue and these limiting beliefs. Um, what? And, oh, I'm going to overburden them is definitely <laughs> yeah. one. And the idea of like, hey, test your assumptions. Mm-hmm. What if that weren't true? Right. And instead of just making an assumption and moving on, like, let's question that a little bit and ask, ask the question and dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many methods and ways that you can delegate and, and ways that you can go about it. And I, I came across one that was the most simple way I've ever heard of the delegation process that when it was told to me, and I don't even remember where I learned this. I'm not really sure. Just one, not sure where it came from. But when I heard it, I went, wow, that is so easy to just follow these four steps. So here they are. You watch me do it. We do it. I watch you do it. You do it. I like it. Super simple, right? Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as managers, we like to overcomplicate things, make it more complicated than it needs to be, right? Who are you talking to? (laughs) This simplifies (laughs) it. And here's the thing. Those four steps might be done in a day. It could be several days, several weeks, several months, just depending on what exactly is the thing that you're working on? How difficult and complex is it? What is the aptitude of the person that you're training and delegating to? Mm -hmm. And so this can grow and shrink depending on the task, depending on the project. And it's just a very helpful framework. And you can drop in the exact teaching bits and exactly how you want that to work for you. Mm -hmm. But just going through and mentally thinking about those four steps really helps clear that up. And so Go ahead, Russ. Uh, so I, I just had a, a recent example of using this type of framework and without even consciously realizing it. And that was just a, a kind of a good share. So, you know, me being the tech guru and social media giant that I am, this new thing, you know, chat GPT, we, we wanted to start taking advantage of it. And you and the marketing team were doing a fantastic job of taking that and running with it. And I was like, okay, well, we need to be doing something with that. And so I was like, well, I'll just delegate email templates and other stuff to AI. Boom, done. Well, you know, as we've learned, the nuances of chat GPT doesn't give you just a, you know, a finished product. You got to do some polishing with that bad boy. So it was something that I was realizing, hey, this is something that is important that will serve the entire team. But I don't have the bandwidth to go through and and refine this at a granular level based on these prompts and responses that I put in for a variety of different things that I was just like, okay, I'm getting sick of my own voice in this. I want to like see what I can throw in here and do some of that and update some things so that way it's a little bit more relevant to us. And but so then it was, okay, well, who on the team then would, you know, have an interest in, in taking on a little bit more responsibility, has a little bit more of the tech aptitude, leans into that stuff a little bit more. And so I got with Nick and I said, Hey, come over here. I I want your input on this. This is something that I'm noodling with. And I want to see if you have an interest in it. 
And so I, I said, you know, hey, this is what I did for this first example. And, and here's kind of the big picture vision that I have for it of where and how I think it would be appropriate to try to apply this tactic or technique on these, you know, kind of different pieces just to see what we get and, and if we like what we're getting and, and seeing if it's moving the needle a little bit more. And so he was then watching me do it, right? That was that that initial kind of step in getting some of that buy-in. And so then he and I then started to work on a couple so that way I, you know, it's, hey, you know, ooh, did you think about this? Oh, okay, yes. And and so we had a nice back and forth as, as we were refining what some of those prompts or questions would be around this exercise. And then from, and so then that was the step two, we do it. And then step three that we hit was, um, Hey, I want, I wanted you to then do a couple of these and then, you know, make sure that, that you're not getting any weird rogue questions and things as you're kind of getting in the mental reps of now that we're starting to find the groove of what we want this to be with, so that I watch you do it step that we hit. And then, and then from there it was, okay, I want you to now take this and apply it to this attraction and this attraction and this attraction and extrapolate that out based on what we've done and hitting that you do it. So, and it was all something like this these four steps for this task, at least steps one through three was a 45 minute conversation. And then the fourth step was, you know, two weeks based on what his time and bandwidth and all of that stuff was and the overall, you know, piece that we wanted for it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally applicable. I love this framework. I think that's a a great example of that in action in a very real way. Mm. And you know, as we take a step back and look at all the stuff that we've talked about today of realizing that no one else can do it as well as I can, probably not necessarily true. And as long as someone's good enough and you can teach them up, do that, right? There's a sense that we can let go of the sense of control that we think we need to have Mm -hmm. so that we're not overburdening ourselves and we're not exhausting ourselves and we're not creating an unsustainable setup. We can push past the idea of the fear that comes with it and realize that yes, everyone's going to fail a little bit. They're going to stumble. They're going to make mistakes and that's how they grow. And that's how you grow. And then using all that to put it into these frameworks um, to, to be able to, to delegate that stuff out, I think can be massively helpful for, for each of you who are listening to this, whether you are um, an owner of an FEC or you are a general manager and you're finding ways to empower and engage your team. So to me, that feels like a really good, place to wrap up today's episode i would say so hey as always we've got more awesome content coming your way and we will with our weekly episodes so be sure to come back again and hear some of the the gems from some of our guests that we have upcoming as well as some more book deep dives and and high level entrepreneurial focused topics that are going to help us all get a little better and grow so if you liked what you heard don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and five stars please and thank you And uh, if you've got any ideas for future episodes, topics, or guests, follow us on social media and send us a DM. As always, big shout out to Mikey Mike on the ones and twos working the ultranet for us. And thank you again. And we'll catch you on the next one, troublemakers. Hmm, Let's see. What shenanigans have been happening lately? Hey, memory makers. Nope. (laughs) Delegate good times. Come on. How was that not the intro jingle for it? I'm so pissed that that didn't come to me. (laughs) Shake it out. Shake it out. Mike's got gold for the outtakes on that. All right. I am ready. Let's do it to it. Go flight.